0: All right, welcome to the Builder's Ladder, the show for owners of residential building companies and remodeling businesses who want to build a professional, well-systemized business and buy back your time and make more profit. And today's guest, we have Mr. Chris Fairburn, owner of Mighty 10 Manikau. How are you, brother? Yo, yo, great, Marty, yourself? Uh, Very well, Uh, going great, Guns. Just had a little bit of a fatty lump cut out of my fat head i managed to walk into a tree outside the gym two years ago and then uh, just wanted to make sure that it's nothing untoward. So I got it cut out.
1: Good, good, good. You're still a handsome looking man, Marty. Well, this is true. And chicks dig scars, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently you keep telling yourself that.
0: Well, exactly, exactly. You, you got to back yourself, right? If you don't know what yeah, no else you well. yourself. All
1: take
0: right. Yourself. So we've worked together now for, shit, seven, eight, nine, 10 years and... I've known you a long time, I know you've invested in growing yourself, growing your team, making your business better, providing a greater service to builders out in the community. I just want to um, give people a little bit of background on yourself, what you do, where you've come from, and then we can crack into today's episode, which is five tips, how to get the most from your timber merchant. And so we're going to cover off everything from ordering, materials, what separates good merchants from bad what should people look for in a merchant what should you expect and uh, etc so over to you sir tell us a little
1: bit yeah, about great money hey look um yeah thanks for having me too um look i'm, I'm obviously passionate about our industry and, and what we do you know a bit of my background was uh, i actually started in, in the alcohol world with um, out of dunedin and got the dream job as a scarthy and was working uh, for space breweries which are uh, Which was great uh, and a variety of sales and marketing and innovation roles moved to auckland then went across to italy and ran another drinks company in italy which was again uh, three years of my life which i won't remember came back uh, as the director of marketing for lion breweries and then set up a number of startup businesses with a business partner of mine and then in around 20 2010 jumped into placemakers um, and was running one of the largest stores in auckland and then took over the joint venture ownership of one of their stores then their world changed a bit uh, in the course of you know, COVID, and uh, they become a little more corporate, I suppose. And then I, um, I took the opportunity to to jump into the uh, Mitre 10 uh, world in 2021. So just on
0: that, why Mitre 10? Why not stay with placemakers? Why not look at other opportunities like an ITM, a Carter's, Bunnings, etc. etc. Why What is different about Mitre 10, or what appeals to you? Because you're very entrepreneurial and I I'm intrigued to understand why yeah look
1: I think just that last part Marty I think as a as a business when I was with the other guys um we were entrepreneurial um yeah I was fortunate enough that we won uh trade store of the year twice and I was retailer of the year twice because we could do innovative things and innovative thinking and then I guess as a um it's my only my perception um but place makers are sort of great company um, but they, their model changed and it didn't sort of suit me. I wanted to have the freedom and the flexibility of working with, I guess, other like-minded entrepreneurial people who had skin in the game, and, and that's why uh, it drove me to come to you know the uh, the minor timber brand. You know, you know haven't looked back. It's been great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What separates a great timber merchant from a good timber merchant from a shit or a crap timber merchant, from the perspective of a builder, in your eyes?
1: I think that if your merchant is an order taker. Uh, and um, that's all they do. They don't offer you solutions. There's no relationship. They sell the same sticker timber, the same sticker jib, and there's no sort of genuine want to understand your customer's business. I would put those guys, those people into the crap category, I suppose. And you know, if you're responsive to customers, if you're innovative, provide solutions and um, build relationships, You know, in the last month, I was just looking um, across their business this morning, we had uh, 18 site barbecues with suppliers. We've had 14 visits to to, account, um, to customers' sites by suppliers doing on-site training around Paslo gun cleaning or um, new you know, new tool demos. We're running you know, monthly newsletters. So I think what makes a crap merchant is those who just on um, the end of the phone and take an order. And you know, I think what makes a great uh, merchant or partner is someone who actually cares about your business and wants to improve, you know, the, the service across the spectrum for um, for the builders.
0: Absolutely. So. I think we did a uh, we did a round robin with about 100 of our members a couple of years ago, deep in the heart of COVID. And we were talking about price rises, material delays. What's your approach to working with builders and members with regards to fixtures, fittings, selections? When you get a set of plans and maybe you can see that, hey, that there's a six-week wait on this, there's a nine-week wait on this, there's a 10-week wait on windows, doors, et cetera, et cetera. How do you work closely with builders to ensure availability, the project doesn't get delayed and lock in or help them avoid potential price rises during the build.
1: Yeah, look, Marty, I think the first thing to pick up on is look, delays, material delays aren't going away. We mightn't have the same issues with jib or timber from you know, the COVID times, but you know, I can tell you today, we've looked at and we've been dealing with customers this week, timber two in the market's really tight, fire doors are two to three months away, standard doors are six to eight weeks. There's a shortage of weatherboard. Um, Flooring ply, we, It's tough for getting 19 and 21 mil. Flooring ply, getting direct to site services is tough because there's a lack of, um, of transportation. So our challenge has been when we get the plans in, we look and see what's been ordered by our clients. And we go, right, well, we know they're ordering some of these hard to get items. What are we gonna do? And you know, I guess going back to that crap versus great, a crap merchant will just take the order Process it, send a quote out, and then hope like hell when it comes to the order being placed, there's stock and in, stock in, um, in the stores. And we just can't do that. So, you know, what we do, those plans come in to us, they're reviewed by the rep. Now, we're really fortunate by design. We've got three builders who have changed sides and are now coming to work for us on the merchant side. But we've got a hundred odd years worth of trade experience here. So, we sort of know the pain points that, you know, your builders will face on you know, on their job, So we've gone, there's no point letting these guys put an order in and then going, oh, well, it's not going to turn up. So we, first of all, we look at it, our reps review, the quotes that come in and go, okay, I see you wanted some standard doors, some fire doors, some timber too. Gosh, that's going to be a problem. We check on you know, the time frames. We then go away like we've done recently, and we're either trying to find alternative supply through a secondary supplier. We're currently importing doors and ply in from australia ourselves to try and find some solutions to some customers and yeah we're also proposing new solutions you know before we put that into pricing it goes away to pricing gets turned around within a week now if the customers want it sooner we work with them and say okay you need it within two or three days because you, you know something's gone wrong or you're desperate to get that quote back to a client we work with those guys it then comes back that's reviewed by the sales rep and the sales manager We see if they need a red flags and then we communicate with our, you know, our ops team, our dispatch team to make sure those products are going to be there. And then we, we're good to go. So, um, and then I guess from the client point of view, there's this ongoing communication to make sure that they're across the issues. There's nothing worse than surprises they're they're ready to put up the, you know, some part of the build and, oh, sorry, we can't get your doors for six weeks. Well, Doesn't really help. So that's that's sort of our approach, Marty.
0: Awesome. How much stock do you carry across the key lines? Like are you carrying two weeks, four weeks? And what's the lead time on some of these items? Because I know some Tim merchants have got their own frame and trust plants and some don't.
1: Yeah, we've effectively doubled our uh, our stock holdings here. Um, So we we do a couple of things. We've got to focus on the top thousand SKUs for our builders. And sort of our, our aim is to make sure we've always got trade quantities of those building products in store all the time. So there's no point having one of something when we know that the average builder wants 100 or something. So we we keep a close eye on our top thousand SKUs. And in terms of our total stock holdings, we're running at about $10 million worth of total stock on site. So look at Vera, I can't give you a number in terms of um, specifics by product, but we're carrying significant quantities of, uh, of core lines. And again, when it comes to those sensor lines, we're just trying to take as much as we can when we can get it—weatherboards, ply, etc. We're just buying it in bulk and storing it here because we know it's going to move.
0: Awesome, I love it. So, what should people look out for when choosing a merchant?
1: Yeah, look, mate. I, I think the, the key is what I said before. We've always been about someone who provides a solution. If you're, we had two examples the other day. One, we had a customer who was moving their operations to north of Auckland, sort of an hour away from central Auckland and it was, transportation was becoming a problem. And so we said, why don't we set up a DC at their new facility? And we've just, and the throngs are doing that now. We had another customer who came in and was sending container of stock to American Samoa. And they gave us um, three days, very kind of them, to, to get that order fulfilled. And so we ran around town for two days, like actually running around town for two days to fill that container because we knew of the deadline. So I think for me, you've got to pick a pick a horse that's going to run for you. And I think in our case, you know, that's what we're designed to do. We we want to make your problems go away because if we don't make them go away, there's still our problems and they're still your problems. So for me, what are you looking for in a merchant? Somebody who is going to work with you, understand your business. You've got to have somebody obviously who gets what, you're doing day to day and so I' saying we have been really selective on making sure we've got a team full of qualified builders from from day gone by we've got highly awarded sales guys and their whole team across the businesses i you know I'd call it best in class because that's what our customers expect and if we can't deliver it then you should go go elsewhere so I, I think that's probably the for us I could talk about all sorts of other nice warm and fuzzies but Somebody who wants to build a relationship with your business, somebody who wants to understand your business, and fundamentally somebody who will find a solution to the problem because that's all we are. Anyone can sell you uh, jib or timber or pink bats, wherever it might be, but I guarantee when you've got a problem with your your timber too, your ply, your fire doors, that's when push comes to shove and that's when you're going to really rely on that merchant to be offering those solutions for you.
0: Absolutely. I think that's one of the big advantages that I can see in the market of the owner operator model that Mitre10 has that you're looking to partner with people because you're business owners yourself as well. And you're looking to partner with builders and help them through their projects as opposed to some company owned stores where the main goal might be meeting sales targets, meeting margin targets and pushing volume. And that's from the outside what I see and what I hear back from our members who are typically in that two to ten million dollar range
1: yeah look I don't think and again I, I don't think obviously anyone's trying to necessarily do a bad job but I think that when it's skin in the game when I'm you know invested in this business it's my money I care deeply I care that the customer gets a great experience. When they don't get a great experience, we've got to fix it. Um, otherwise, it, it affects my business. And it's a bit like you know, your clients are looking to improve their way they operate because they get, want to give their clients a, a great, a great experience. So yeah, look, I think that's um, yeah, that's certainly how we've been operating. Maddie. Absolutely.
0: And I know we've done a lot of uh, seminars, workshops together over the years. And I've got a book coming out, uh, the Profitable Builder launches uh, in three months' time, and we're going to look doing... forward to it. great. Absolutely, we're going to be doing a range of uh, seminars, training together on that. What's your thoughts on coaching, business coaching, and yeah, just gaining more knowledge to better yourself?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, it's a, it's an absolute key. I'm uh, personally, I, you know, I've I've done the ic ICS course recently. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a massive personal fan of just learning. I'm a bit of a sponge, so uh, you've got me at hello. I believe firmly in what you do. I couldn't endorse that. You know, yours. System solutions any stronger i think there's a screaming need in our, in our industry for for our builders for you know the whole industry to, to step up and i don't think being in the game sort of 15 years and i just yeah i just wish there were or you won't i wish there were more of you out there pushing what you do because we so badly need really qualified knowledgeable you know we do it from our side as I said before we take people out to suppliers out and we 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 do what we can we do LBP events at the store and we, we're doing our training as much as we can it's not what we do day to day so what you do day to day I think it's next level amazing. Awesome
0: thanks man I appreciate that and as uh Tiger Woods would have asked once you know like why do you have a coach? You're the best golfer in the world. It's like well because I can't see my own swing. I can't see my blind spots. I don't have someone else giving me a third-party objective view on what I'm either missing, so I don't know, or what I know, but I'm not doing. And sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's skills, sometimes it's knowledge, sometimes accountability to get the result that you want. And particularly if you can be in an ecosystem of other people wanting to achieve what you want. So whether it's builders looking to grow a well-systemized, professional, profitable business, or whether it's a swimming squad and you want to get better at swimming, but be in an environment where other people are holding you to a higher standard, and they're sharing what's working well. And they're also a big one is breaking any limiting beliefs that you might have of what's possible or what's keeping you in the same place where you are.
1: Yeah, look, mate, couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, fully aligned. So, what can you offer in terms of
0: materials, pricing, rebates, marketing, help? What makes you different, or what is it that you guys do really well that helps the residential? Building company between two to 25 mil plus run a better business, profitable on time.
1: Look, so two, two sides to that, Marty. We, we do some of the normal stuff that um, you'd expect and it's it's horses for horses. Some of our customers want diaries and pens and, and hats and caps and and look, we do that and we, we're more than happy to, to support them in that space. But yet most of our guys are looking for, a I said before, are looking for solutions. So we're very focused on understanding your business. We want to, you know, we've, we've hired... I think some of the best account managers and uh, sales people in, in the business because not because they can take orders better than somebody else on the end of the phone it's because they'll understand your business so I think you know what can we do for your clients or for you know for our clients is understand your business look for solutions proactively try to make sure we can save you time and save you money and they're all cliches but it's actually what we genuinely believe you know I think there's a perception sometimes that merchants are you know, trying to um, screw the poor builder, I can tell you, we genuinely are trying to save, in our business, we're trying to save your money. We want to find a solution. We want to make sure your project is as quick and painless and, you know, successful as possible. So from our point of view, look, we can, we've got all the bells and whistles if that's what turns you on, and we're happy to supply those. I you know, said so before we do site visits and barbecues and events at the store, They're yeah, the fun stuff, that where the, um, the real serious stuff comes into play is, you know, we're looking at solutions we we spoke to some guys yesterday around providing kitchens you know we deal with the big end of town um you know we're one of the largest you know, trade businesses around so we're dealing with some of the big customers right down to some of the smaller ones and to be honest you know the customer you're talking about is that absolute sweet spot Yeah, you know, we're dealing with the small to medium builder and so i guess what we are able to do is take some of the economies of scale and some of the the work we do with the big guys and that allows us to sort of pass that on and pass it through the chain. So that you can expect the same level of, of service and solutions and professionalism and delivery and all those things that are absolutely critical to a big company. We provide the same level of service to to the small guys. And I think, again, going back to your question about crap and great, I think that's why we are angling to try to be great and provide those sorts of options to our, uh, to our customers. Absolutely, I, I love it. So if we we were to, we can do this one of
0: two ways, what are the common problems that you see in builders not working well with their merchant, or what are three tips that you would give on how builders can maximize working better with their merchant, either through money, marketing, pricing, ordering, you name it.
1: The first one, I've said it probably too many times already, but it's, it's communication, like treating your merchant as a, as a business partner. When you change that mindset, when you create a business partnership with your merchant, they are going to genuinely able to help you and your project be so much smoother. So invest the time. If there's a trade breakfast, turn up to it. If there's a you know if there's an opportunity to connect with the, the merchant, do it. Pick up the phone to the account manager, get them on site. Do anything you can to build that relationship. And if you do that, I think singularly that'll be the best thing that you can do you know, to grow your business. And then. Yeah, you know, following that, for me, we've spoken about it previously, Marty, that I'm still amazed the amount of people who don't use merchants for things like roofing or slabs or windows or insulation. You know, we call them installed solutions. Now, we're providing that service to a number of the big guys. And I don't want to say a guarantee, but I'd be pretty confident that, you know, if you can work with a merchant who is offering the, the full solutions like those into your business, you will save time, you will save money. Again, so I guess tip number two for me would be, you know, looking at what else that a merchant can do for you, not just providing you an order at the end of the phone, your your timber, your your jib, your whatever, your flooring. So I think that would be the second thing would be absolutely uh, look at what other solutions those merchants can do. And three shivers, I don't have three, maybe I'm stuck at two, but they're probably the two big kickers for me. Honestly, it's, it's about once we have a relationship with you. We can understand your business and it's where it starts and finishes for us.
0: One of the things that you said was if we see a builder in our driveway, it means that something has gone wrong. What do you mean
1: by that? Yeah, look, I, and, and it's true. And, you know, we, we deal all over Auckland. In fact, we're, we're supplying materials currently to all around New Zealand. Up in Whangarei, uh, Keri Keri, we sent up, you know, a, a truck and trailer of gyp to to Keri, Keri. Those guys won't come into our store now. I sort of treat that example as I would a, a local guy working in, in Auckland close to us in Auckland we've got to be super pla- we've got to be super planned for that client in, in Kerikeri carry as we should be for the same client in Auckland now if we can get the order on time if we can maximize what's on that truck, at the right time and get it to that client and carry carry. Or the, the example I gave before of the client over in American Samoa, the container we sent um, last month. You don't have to be here. And you know, at 50 bucks an hour, or whatever you're charging out your um, your hammer hand or your and plus your, your petrol and your time on the road, you know that's two or three hours a day that you're wasting. You're inefficient. So while I like seeing the guys in the in the drive-through and, and having a chat and a yarn. I just would rather they were being you know, stuck on site, uh, working hard and, and spending their time that way. So yeah, like we're, we're focused. If they do get in here, you know, get in, get out as fast as possible and get on with it. But if they can't, you know, we don't want to see you. We want you to be planned. We want the account manager to understand your project and to almost sometimes think for you, you know, know that you are somewhere, you know, whatever stage in the project you are. So to think you're going to need something more than, you know, than you think you do. So that's what I mean. Don't yeah. come into our store yeah perfect perfect yeah and if people love you love your but don't come here if people
0: do want to come into your store or they want to engage with you do you have an offer for anyone coming in or a promise or anything like that and then second part of that is how do people get hold of you or your team to take advantage of that if they are looking to either change their merchant or you know, get improved service.
1: Yeah, look, I answer that in a couple of ways, Marty. Look, first of all, don't come here if you're happy with your merchant. If the, if they're offering the things that yeah we've talked about around providing solutions, they're um, they're proactive, they're innovative. Then stay because yeah, you know, I don't want to see pe- I don't want to see my loyal customers moving typically for price and nothing much else. So stay where you are if you're happy. But on that, you know, as we're speaking, if you think that we can offer some solutions to your business to make you more efficient, to be more effective. Um, you yeah, innovative solutions suppliers on site and and so forth then by all means you know come in and see us um yeah you said before we we've got all the, the bells and whistles the, the fun stuff we we offer ear points to all of our clients which is a you know they can use it at their discretion which is a nice thing to do but for me my my sell to, to your members is you know we've got a team here that over that we've built up over the last you know 10 15 years which you know, humbly, I think is among the best in the business, and we're here to understand your business. Now, if that's not good enough, if that's not going to spin your wheels, um, and you want, you know, free t-shirts and look, we'll do that stuff. But I want to, yeah, my offer to your guys is we'll work with you to understand your business, give you the solutions you're after, and I guarantee you we will save you time and we will save you money.
0: Awesome, I love it. And lastly, how do people get hold of you? How do they get hold of Manicar? Mighter ten if they are looking for making a change or stepping up their game.
1: Yeah, look, Marty, um, I guess we can throw something up on your website um, somewhere. Uh, otherwise, just uh, jump on the old into uh, into web and Google Mighter ten Mega Manicow. Yeah, well, that's probably the easiest way. We're you know, easily contactable through threat. Pop into the store if you you know if you're in the area. But just reach out, and if it is just a to, to sanity check to understand you know what we might be able to offer. We welcome uh, your guys, Mataki, as I said before, they're our sweet spot. The guys you're dealing with are absolutely our bread and butter. That's what we do every single day. So, look, we're welcome to see them um, uh, walk through the door. Awesome. All right, my man, we will add you to our partners page
0: and on com. And we will look forward to talking to you soon. Chris, having breakfast Catching up and a massive year next year, and a bunch of seminars, roadshow, and book launches together as well.
1: Muddy, also, mate. Go well. Okay. Okay. See ya. See ya.